It's the Selling on eBay radio show, playing all the eBay hits. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts here on the Selling on eBay radio show. Sherry is a full-time eBay seller based over in Colorado. And uh, you may have seen her. She was uh, on the main stage at eBay Open the other year in front of 2,000 adoring fans of Devin Wenig. Uh, But I'm pleased to say they warmed to her by the end of the session. And Philip, an arbitrage expert, buys as much as he sells on eBay. He buys low and sells high in professional electronics. And as a result, he has a multitude of emails and eBay accounts. And he has now embraced the idea of social media just to ask either of his Facebook friends. Sherry talked me into it. I was not uh, not keen, but there we are. Okay, so that's the idea of the program. Uh, we are a couple of eBay sellers helping you run your eBay business. If you want to find out about us and what we're up to, we won't bore you with that here and now, but you can find out if you wish at sellsellsell.online. That's sellsellsell.online. Coming up in this week's show, Sherry, we have... Are you sitting down? <gasps> Another fee increase on oh, the way. Oh, no. And eBay launches eBay Live. No, it's not a rerun of those humongous events with thousands of eBay crazy people there. They're just recycling the name. We'll tell you more. And new postage rules will impact a huge number of everyday items. That could be a gotcha. And uh, Sherry may be queen of this particular show, but cash is king. A new, cheaper USPS pricing option, but not available on eBay. Mm -hmm. All coming up on this week's edition of the uh, eBay radio show. If you want to contribute, you can send us a voice or text. Uh, Number is uh, 833-EBAY-723. That's 833-EBAY-723. And uh, let's get straight into it. eBay News, Sherry. Now, what's this about uh, eBay Live? Have they taken that title and applied it to something else? Well, it's not a convention with 10,000 eBayers Mm. from the beginning of eBay's conception. (laughs) Uh, No, they parked that one when they did their first. hairdresser's not going to make a mint on that particular, the new venture, right? That's right. This applies to, so eBay launches eBay Live Beta, Mm. and it's an app-based live event with the ability to make purchases, so they get a kind of, I don't know if you'd call them a celebrity, but um, the name is escaping me of what they call them, but a known person who's going to be... Influencer, perhaps. There you go. Thank you. I think the first one features a guy, a DJ of some sort, which is, uh, frankly, tunes me out straight away. But uh, obviously they think that's the the millennial crowd perhaps are into this, right? I would think so. And I I bet he might be featuring some sneakers Mm -hmm. um, that would fit. And while he's doing this live presentation that you can participate in, you can also bid on certain items. And this actually reminds me of when I do see auctions that are live mm. auctions. Did Has that been going on still or did that kind of get um, retired? I thought they had a joint venture with someone a while back to try and do live auctions on eBay. 
Um, they used to think, have them with yeah, auction and I, houses. And I think, I don't know. I uh, Who knows? I, it obviously got discontinued because it isn't there now. The reasons and why for wherefores, I don't think we know, but there we are. Yeah. Well, it's back and it's definitely got some swag and it's um, connected to an app. So it looks like it's definitely been renovated and made up nicely for the millennials. Who love Wait, purchasing stuff people? on their phone. <laughs> so this That's is, right. This is for the phone set. Us old people that like screens and mouses and stuff, I don't think it's going to appeal quite so much. But there we yeah. go. So that's a, apparently there's some event uh, happening this week. It's their beta trial event. So we'll get some feedback, no doubt, on how that goes and whether that's fun. I mean, it's all, I think, part of the wrap around the eBay vault. Because I think these things are geared at selling items that are actually in the vault already. Oh, I listened to the uh, eBay podcast the other day, and we have a difference of opinion. Um, they said that that photo that is attached to the launch announcement of the eBay vault, and if you haven't seen it, it's like a panorama um, of illuminated boxes on a wall, each one of which contains one of these trading card things, all nicely lit up and like a museum. And we speculated that was a very inefficient way to run a 31,000 square foot warehouse because you could probably take 200 cards before you fill the thing up. My my vision was of tin boxes, um, you know, safety deposit box fashion stacked from the floor to the ceiling in different uh, areas and that sort of thing. So they claim that's that's the legit warehouse, the legitimate vault. I, maybe it's just they have like a reception room for hosting dignitaries while they launch the thing and the press and they wanted to create a photo opportunity and they've taken a few cards and put them on display. I mean, if I had a card that was worth $750, that piece of cardboard, I would much prefer to be in a little packet somewhere in a vault in a safety deposit box rather than stuck in a frame with light shining on it all day long. Yes. For the purposes of eBay self-promotion. But anyway, I thought it was a mock-up on Photoshop, but they say it is, and that's the way it works. Anyway, uh, we will no doubt see some more pictures as this thing uh, develops over time. So that's uh, eBay Live. Also in the news this week, a couple of postal items for you. Now, um, there's a lot of concern uh, around the shipping companies and the in, in the in towards the use of lithium batteries. Because once one of those things catches fire, like this, there's a short circuit or something, it's really difficult to put out and it burns really hot for a long time. And that's bad news if you're on an aeroplane because uh, you can't just get out at the side of the road. Um, so USPS is announcing now, and I haven't seen this come up on uh, the eBay site, but it's uh, being published elsewhere, that just about anything that's pre-owned, so that sounds like eBay stuff, right? Uh, that has any kind of lithium battery is now defined as a hazmat item. A couple of things that USPS says that we need to do. One is separate out these items from the regular mail items, and they should be labeled accordingly. And they'll be handled separately, which I think is extremely unlikely. I can't see my postman having a separate section of his little truck where he puts my specially labeled items in. It's just going to get thrown in the back, same as it always does. Um, but also, uh, you're supposed to, or required to, limit the um, shipping service that you use with anything with a lithium battery of any size, and they do emphasize any, they ask you to send that using a ground service, so avoid any kind of aircraft. So that's going to limit, limit uh, eliminate priority mail or express mail. So that gives you basically parcel select if you're sending through eBay. 
So you're talking Plus, about smartphones, laptops. What about watches? In theory, anything that has any kind of lithium battery. So yes, anything, anything, it, and. It's, it doesn't sound like much where meets just cameras, but it's not because just about everything these days has some kind of clock or a timer. Um, any kind of computer has a little tiny clock inside that runs when the computer's turned off. Well, that's run on a tiny lithium battery. Yeah, watches would be an example. <laughs> the lithium battery is about the size of a pea, but yeah, I mean, that in theory is any lithium battery. So in theory, um, under this particular edict from USPS, any of these items, and I think that's going to embrace an awful lot of electronic items and how people are going to know what's included or not, I don't know. So we have to uh, have that red sticker with the dashes on those? Yeah, you've seen them, to... the Amazon stuff comes with that sticker on and I've seen it on yeah. other things that says do not put this on a plane, it has to go ground. You are supposed to buy yourself a bunch of those, anything with a battery, lithium battery, you're supposed to put that on the side and send it ground. So what happened? Um, did something happen or did somebody just have time on their hands to create some new procedures? I think there have been incidents where planes have crashed. I mean, this is not a trivial matter if you're piloting a plane. Um, uh, definitely a, a UPS plane uh, crashed when a bunch of laptop batteries caught fire. And there have been other cases of, of things catching fire. And they're really worried about Aircraft holds are not a particularly good place to have a fire because there's not usually uh, suppression systems in there uh, as a matter of course. And this is causing people concern that things might just catch fire um, and be very difficult to put out. And if the driver can't get out of the vehicle, such as an airplane pilot, um, uh, it, it could be very messy. So that's what they're asking. I'm just reporting what they're saying. Um, I haven't seen this splashed all over the place. This only came in from one source, but that's apparently... Um, gone through the regulatory approval system within the USPS. So watch out for that. Um, interesting, it doesn't say that you can use first class. Now, that maybe will change because they are kind of transitioning first class away from a mix of ground and air to ground only. Um, so maybe that would then become eligible for this. Um, but right now, it's it's the parcel select is the only option um, that eBay offers uh, for USPS that complies. So there we are. That's one to keep an eye on. I don't know how they'll enforce it. I don't know whether half the employees are going to pay any attention to it because they don't pay attention to tracking anyway. So why would they be reading labels? I don't know. We could we could spend a lot of time debating that. Um, so there we are. Just just keep an eye up on that one. It might come back and bite you, particularly if, for example, you specialize in selling used phones and stuff. This this I think will become an issue. Um, particularly think with things like a substantial battery, like a like a phone or something with a rechargeable toy or aeroplane or something like that. Yes. And eBay increases the minimum bid for promoted listings from 1% uh -oh. to 2%. That's effective as of July 11th. So mm -hmm. now Philip has calculated this out for us so we can see the big picture here. Well, we, have different, we have different approaches. Forgive me, forgive me for jumping in, because you, you don't mind spending a fair amount of money on this. You think it's a good investment for your clients, right? Right. So I um, participated in eBay mm -hmm. just setting the rate every day based on their average estimated um, rate to compete with other people. And I set mine for them to put it at 0.1% above whatever the average is for that day. So you would never be ordinarily bidding 1% under that system? 
No, but I have my account and then I manage a separate account mm -hmm. as well for the nonprofit. And what I did with that account was just put it at 1% for promoted listings, which I was really excited about. Mm -hmm. And then a week and a half or two weeks later, you let me know that <laughs> eBay is increasing the minimum to 2%. And interestingly enough, the 1% did give an increase in sales and impressions. So that was exciting, but now- And we did a whole deep to... dive on this in a different episode, which is in the archive if you really want to go into the detail. I find the, we, I think it was, my, my typical numbers are, if I bid 1%, I get double the number of impressions and about 75% more click-throughs. You bid the, the strategy you just described, and I think it was like four times the number of impressions and a few more on the on the click-throughs. So uh, we have slightly different results. Yeah, I, and we have different mm, categories too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we are very different in terms of what we what, what we sell. So this hits me more than it hits you. I mean, that's more, that, that second account is, is going to affect you. So let's say we double our promoted listing spend. If, you were, if you're sitting there at 1%, and I think a lot of people do, you know what, this is complicated to manage. I like the idea of getting a little bit of a faster sell, but I really can't decide listing by listing. Let's just spread 1% across everything. And I actually think that's not a bad strategy. I'm uh, liking it. Because it's simple. And yeah. so I find that as someone who's done this for quite a while now, I get about, as I said, about double the number of impressions and a little bit less than double the number of click-throughs. So that's not bad, I suppose. What I do find quite surprising is that 60% of my sales on eBay are as a result of someone at some point in the process clicking on a promoted listing. That's a lot higher than I thought it was going to be when we started out on this, this particular uh, feature. I would have thought maybe 10, 15, maybe 20%. 60% just seems very high, and I, I don't dispute that they're not applying the rules. It just seems a lot. And I guess it's because the way they keep redesigning the pages, more and more of that page real estate is now promoted-based, and the organic yes. is pushed farther and farther below the fold down towards the bottom to try and steer the browser uh, towards the, uh, the the pay, paid-for listings. So anyway, that, that number's been reasonably consistent over recent months. So if I keep everything at uh, from 1% to 2%, just keep it across everything, I find that's going to basically take up my promoted listings percentage from, well, it's about uh, 0.6 of a percent. That's going to double. So it's going to be now 1.2% uh, promoted listings across everything. Now, given that I looked at my figures for last year, and the total money I pay eBay as a percentage of my eBay revenue is about 9.6%. Now, that's a blended rate. I do some categories that have some slightly lower rates, some with slightly higher rates, um, and that includes that, um, that bit of 1% across everything. So that effectively is going to take up, push up, assuming that broadly everything else stays the same. So my eBay take rate will go from 9.6% up by 0.6 to 10.2%. So that effectively for me, and for someone who maybe does similar to me, that's a little over 6% increase in eBay fees. So this is not a trivial change if you're the kind of person that likes to just run the low bid all the time. So 
eBay's positioning this as just a slight adjustment. I actually think it's quite a significant hike in fees, depending on how you run promoted listings. So your average already is at 1% promoted listing rate. It's 1% is and I sell 60% of items. Okay, but it's already major average eBay fee 10.2%? 9.6 was my average last year. Oh, and I think I was the running the 1% promoted. pretty much most of last year. Okay, and you're estimating it will be 10.2% with a 2% promoted listing. That's another 0.6 added on top, which is a real, in terms of okay. eBay's money, I'm paying them is an increase of over 6%. Yes. So uh, let us know how this looks for you. Um, I think it's quite a sneaky price increase. And bear in mind that if you want to replay it, you can go to the eBay investor call where they talk to the investors in the finance sector about how they see eBay's uh, revenues developing over the next couple of years. And the guidance they gave to their investors was that the average eBay take rate across the platform is about 12% at the beginning of this year. They are forecasting that will be closer to 15% by the end of 2023. So they're saying they're going to increase their take rate uh, by about 25% in the space of two years. And so here's you know, 6%, at least as far as I'm concerned, um, contributing towards that expected 25% uplift. All right, Again, if you're fair. poking around the uh, show archive, there's a, there's a session called Jamie's Strategy, uh, and that's got a, a discussion about what was on that call. So, uh, Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, now, at risk of complicating this too much, Aww. I just can't help myself. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you. So I do charge for shipping, and... Um, when I calculate on my client's sheets what the mm-hmm. eBay fees were, and you know that I'm doing this exorbitant mm-hmm. uh, promoted listing rate, and more than half of my items sell through promoted listings, um, but I, when I calculate it on the sheet for them, I show that eBay fee in another column, and then I notice the percentage of it of the price, the selling mm-hmm, price. Mm-hmm. And it's more averaging like 20, sometimes 25% of the selling price. Um, but when you're talking about the numbers you're giving right here, you're talking about the 12% of the selling price. Um, across are you talking the about of the whole thing that they pay? Across the platform, every dollar that eBay does in revenue, historically they've been running at about 12%. Including what people pay for shipping? Yes, that, that's everything. Okay. Oh, I, um, let me think here. Would that include the shipping fees or is that just commission? I think it would be commission on shipping. I think that's so the commission take that. rate. It includes the commission on shipping. Okay, so that means that Okay, because of the strategy I'm using with promoted listings, I'm about 8% higher on average than the 12%, except for more expensive things than mine. And that obviously is um, across all categories, and the commission rates they charge can vary a lot by categories. They've been gutting commission rates on certain categories to try and build them and win back from competition. So um, it it is very much uh, specific to the, the category that you're working in. Okay. But that was the average, and that was what the investor said, look, is it is it going to be 12 or is it going up? And they said, about 15 by the end of 2023. All right, interesting. So anyway, um, expect more of this uh, in different shapes and forms in the months to come, I think, is, is what we're saying. And I don't think that's going to change. 
Um, and obviously we should have a guest, I think, at some point to talk about what people's plan B might be if they think that's a little on the high side. And I think that as, I mean, what eBay is doing without going into enormous tangent on their strategy is to say, well, look, why don't we focus on the categories that are basically rich with cash and profit and target those because we can up our take rate on those categories and still have a business. And to be honest, if the 99 cent USB cable or the $3 t-shirt market disappears from us, okay, let someone else do that. That's not what we're in business for. So I believe that's going to be a trend, um, but we'll we'll see. It obviously only affects you if you are the, like me, you bid at the 1% and you're now going to have to bid at 2 if you want to carry on with promoted listings. Um, right. I think to do an experiment and see if it makes a big difference, I'd have to shut the whole thing down for three or four months, and i am just got a few things coming up that I don't want to do that right now. But um, I, I think it makes a difference, and it's something that is difficult to turn off because I think that yeah. the organic click-throughs are going to drop as the page design lay, the lay, and the layout changes to try and drive people towards the pay-per-click type uh, yeah. uh, listings. I've seen that as a buyer... As mm -hmm. an occasional buyer, I'm thinking, oh, look at I, I really actually have to work to get past the paid ads sometimes. And I, I like if I'm using Amazon or something like that. Um, yes, I, I've tried to develop the skill of ignoring the promoted stuff because that's not actually the search response that I'm looking for. But right. it is kind of, you know, it's not massively flagged. Obviously, they do their best to make the promoted listings look exactly like a regular listing. It's not like a big red box or something saying, hey, this is promoted. Um, so, you know, yeah, they're, they're trying to drive traffic through through their extra revenue lines. Yeah, and on I, when I was uh, shopping the other mm. day on eBay with my phone, I was confused as to why I kept seeing the same listing that didn't match my search very well. And it took me a while to figure out that those were sponsored. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was the natural results for a while. We've also, I think, discussed before the fact that um, the, the search algorithm, uh, the Cassini process, is quite liberal in terms of uh, how, it interprets, how it interprets the search string that you put in. And if you put something in and it can't fill the page with the item that you ask for, it will come up with some other stuff that it thinks you might find interesting. And I think we discovered previously by experimentation that if you put the keywords that you don't want it to get creative on in double quotes, it will refine its, it will limit itself to just stuff that fits that that particular text word. So if you're getting a whole lot of junk back that um, doesn't really match what you were looking for, take one or two of the keywords, pop those in uh, in double quotes around single words, otherwise you'll be quoting, or you'll be looking for a phrase, um, and have another go, and it may come back with a tighter tighter response yeah i've been using that that's been helpful mm -hmm. good another thing just going back to the whole postage things that uh, we talked to we, we we saw happen this week and this is something that i don't think you're going to hear about from ebay because it's not something they support but it could be a good way of saving money now usps will be launching next month 10th of july cubic pricing on the parcel select and since the most recent round of USPS price changes, Parcel Select has become, I think, pretty much the best choice for the regular parcel stuff going through USPS. And it seems to be that they are trying to position themselves as the dominant provider for affordable, but perhaps not the fastest 
shipping. So parcel select, in theory, if they're on time, is a two to eight day service, depending where you are. And that's on mainland US. If it starts going to Hawaii, it means like add three weeks. Um, and it's designed to basically use their truck network, which obviously they feel is underutilized. So they offer a great price to fill those up. And they've been offering cubic pricing on priority mail for a while. They're now extending that to parcel select. And the deal is that the price is a function of the distance between the, the sender and recipient and the size of the parcel. So the weight is um, a factor. Um, what am I talking about? Yes, the weight the weight and distance. Sorry, what am I talking about? The, 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 the size and the distance. Feet. I'm get, getting myself confused here. Size <laughs> and distance. You can, you can put anything you like in there up to 20 pounds. And really, the only thing that matters is how big the parcel is and how far it's going. So to give you some idea of how this is going to work, so again, this is this is parcel select. If it's a really small package, so 0.1 cubic feet, so that's something that would probably ordinarily go in a flat rate envelope, that's $8.45 coast to coast. Not desperately exciting because you could probably put it in a padded flat rate envelope for broadly the same amount of money. But if you can, if you're talking about boxes, um, a large box, which is close to a cubic foot under this scheme, uh, for nearly twenty pounds would only be eighteen dollars coast to coast, which compared to priority mail for a twenty pound package is a pretty good deal. That's pretty so exciting. This is uh, interesting. If for ex- the smaller the stuff you have, if you have, if you have small heavy stuff, this might be of interest. And the problem though is that eBay doesn't at the current time support cubic pricing. Certainly not on priority mail, and I therefore doubt they're going to offer it on parcel select. And I can understand why they don't want to get into that level of complexity, because people are not typically very diligent about getting all the dimensions absolutely right in their listings, and it would probably cause a whole massive number of corrections and adjustments and people ringing customer service and saying, why am I being charged more for the parcel than I thought I was, and all this sort of stuff. So you will have to go off eBay to get these rates. Good news is that uh, um, Pirate Ship, and there's other people out there, but Pirate Ship is a is a quite a good cheap third-party postage system, and they integrate with eBay. It's free to get an account, and they do offer cubic pricing just at the entry level of, uh, account. Oftentimes, cubic pricing is something you get for the sort of thirty dollar a month tier payment and up. So it may not make a huge difference if your packages are sort of more than a cubic foot. Um, but oops, excuse me. Um, but uh, if you have small stuff that's heavy, this might be worth looking at. So check out PirateShip.com if that's of interest to you, and let us know how you get on. Uh, you can uh, send us a text or uh, leave us a voicemail. That's eight three three eBay seven twenty three. That's eight three three eBay seven twenty three. And no, Pirate Ship is not uh-huh. a sponsor of the show. It's just a great time to time. tool that uh, Philip uses that I'm thinking about using also because I want to see if it works when eBay's shipping is glitching out. Mm. And so this is definitely something that I want to try out, especially The other now thing that they do that, again, is money. not offered um, by eBay is they have a rate table for, like, padded envelopes. You put the dimensions of the envelope into the system before you put the the stuff in it and it comes up with a volume based rate so you could um just have you know your your padded envelopes sorted out and just know the dimensions and have your person doing the shipping 
enter that into pirate ship and get a get a decent rate. Are you talking about for parcel select or first class? You're not talking um, about the flat rate padded envelope. No, no, no. This is this is a, a rate that applies. I think I think it's going to. I think it applies now to priority mail because it runs. It's a subset of the cubic pricing, and I'm assuming also it will do the same thing under the parcel select cubic rate when it comes when it goes live in the middle of July. So, if does you the weight matter? Um, no. Sorry. No. Size. Okay. Size and distance. Size and distance. No weight in a plain padded envelope. So if you can't squeeze it into the flat rate padded envelope, check out whether this is going to work as a better option. Now, I, these things are all very specific depending on the item and stuff. But it's just just so you know that there is a pricing option that USPS supports for uh, mailing envelopes um, that is um, perhaps uh, easier, certainly, to put to enter in because you only have to put the two dimensions in. Of the of the envelope without having to worry how thick it is and you know stuff like that. So anyway, interesting. Uh, You're blowing another, my mind with this. Okay, well this is another <laughs> another thing you've got to check out with okay. our friends at Pirate Ship, and and I'm sure the other um, third party shipping people will 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 follow suit. They just happened to they had got email from Pirate Ship on this topic. I thought, oh that's interesting. We might we might talk about that. I mean, generally the eBay rates are very good um, for the services that they support, and they've really beaten down. FedEx and UPS lately, I think those are still very attractive rates. And FedEx two day is close to priority mail, which is pretty good. Oh, but I have don't... to ask you one mm. more thing. Mm. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. It's drying up. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is, um, I don't use FedEx Smart Post. Is that what it's called? It's supposed to be the cheapest, but it takes like a year to get. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe two weeks. Is USPS Parcel Select as slow as FedEx Smart Post. Let me give you my theory on FedEx Smart Post. FedEx Smart Post is something where FedEx picks it up or you deliver it off at FedEx and they may or may not use USPS for what's called the last mile delivery. Um, so if they're going to use USPS um, to deliver it, they drop it off at the, the last post office, the post office down the road from the recipient, and USPS does drive to the places and, and drop it off. They have been shifting away from doing that as much as they can towards using their own delivery infrastructure. But the pricing is still fairly attractive because it assumes that for residential deliveries, which historically have been quite expensive, they're going to use USPS. So it's quite a good way of getting uh, a decent price. But the sweet spot is probably, I would think, two to five pounds. As you go over that, you're probably better off using FedEx Ground, FedEx Home Delivery. Less than that, probably Priority Mail, Regional Rate, A, B, that, that sort of stuff. So it's kind of in that category. And I found it to be certainly less than 10 days. I would say it's not far off from the Parcel Select, which is two to eight days. Probably not going to be two days, but it might be the eight day might be a pretty good estimate. So it um, sounds kind of comparable in time to the parcel select. It's not guaranteed because they may hand it off to somebody else, and that then sort of makes it very difficult for them to guarantee it. If you had an insurance claim, I think it'd be kind of ugly because you've got two people arguing about who broke the item. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I think for that sort of middle ground, it potentially is of interest. But I think looking at the parcel select stuff, it, it may be kind of something that's past its spell by date. It's not something that I think many people would find a, a good universal solution. And UPS has something similar. And again, it drops it into U, USPS for final last mile delivery. Is it Shore Post? I can't remember. Um, they both have these these sort of um, hybrid systems. Mm hmm. Because oh, it was just, it's so slow when I buy something and it arrives that way. It seems yeah. to take like two weeks. I just want to. Yeah, there are people that use DHL in the same same mode where uh, they use the, the carrier uses their own national infrastructure to get it to the far end as far as the final post office and they drop it into the mail and they have a special interconnect rate that gives them a decent price um, for the last mail last mile and, and USPS is actually trying to sell that as a commercial service to the likes of us as eBay sellers if we can take stuff to the local post office they will do the last mile delivery uh, for an attractive rate I think most of us probably just sell nationally so we probably don't have that much stuff going to a post office that we could drive to but you never know yeah. maybe if that's your business model that might be worth looking at and it's on a limited it's certainly offering it here uh, but I don't think it's national yet okay okie dokie so all right. there we are alright let's talk about uh, uh, Sherry and her nocturnal activities after we do this okay so Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts we need your help true Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online That's www.sellsellsell.online Thank you for being part of the show. I'm going to... Uh Refer to a conversation, Sherry, that we had in real life, one of our very few actual conversations, human to human. <laughs> and uh, I, I was uh, I was uh, perturbed to hear that you were having difficulty sleeping at night. Um, and, you know, I think most of us, uh, one of the ad advantages of starting this eBay business thing is that you're in charge of your own destiny and you don't have all that sort of hassle that you get with corporate life where, you know, the pressures are difficult to leave at the office and, I think that is one of the plus sides of, of running an eBay business. But you said you were having difficulty sleeping, and I thought, oh, that's not good. That's Are you right. able to say something without sort of uh, revealing too much about your, your private life that you don't want to get into? Oh, yeah, that won't be too hard because I'm pretty much an open book. <laughs> but uh, last week, I was, as I was sharing with you, I was just surprised that I was having so much trouble falling asleep because I'm pretty much on a routine and uh, don't normally have trouble. And I thought, is it because I'm so excited about all the teenagers I've been able to hire and all mm -hmm. the work that we're getting done? And I think that might be a little piece of it. I think the other part of it, though, is I was aware that on my bi-monthly payroll date, instead of having the usual 10 hours a week of payroll, which I had th throughout the whole school year, I now have more like 80 plus hours. Mm. I have seven employees working, uh, sometimes five people at a time. It all depends on if I, I, I book them as far as how many devices I have, and then that's my limit. Mm -hmm. We're getting so much done. We are clearing, you know, this is on the positive side. I'm, I'm mm. very excited 
that we're listing 80 items, you know, in a shift and it feels so good and the sales are really picking up. And, and a shift, but, is that of interest? Is that like a, a day or do they work four hours? I'm just, just some sense of how much your listing in a day was of interest. Yeah, um, so I guess the reason I said shift is it is in a day, but the longest shift is probably six hours and most people are working three hours. I have a couple working six hours. So I, I then look at like 4.30, um, I'll have to uh, after. So that's eighty. Five that's eighty people. for the store. Eighty store listings in a you know effectively a day in a calendar day. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. It and it's great quality. And a Troy is the one I have. One of the two people I have taking pictures, and he got his groove last week and was just knocking them out, mm -hmm. doing an excellent job. The quality was excellent. The speed was incredible, so I told him, because of you, we're getting DoorDash next week. Very nice. And I told everyone, you can thank Troy. Um, and even yesterday, um, I'm like, oh, we got to get some more listings because Troy's catching up to us. And um, one of the teenagers said, Troy, slow down. And I said, don't say that bad word around here. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm feeling amazing. So your I'm basement really operation's excited. on fire. It's on fire. You're burning hours, you're listing stuff. I'm feeding them. Cranking out, food's being brought in. Giving them bubblies and Zevia is this zero calorie, zero mm -hmm. sugar root beer that I'm addicted to, that I'm passing along that addiction as well. Um, but the thing is, is that um, I was ramping up from practically zero. Mm -hmm. So the payroll's first, the sales are after. Oh. So I was a little bit worried last week thinking about it calculating um the money going out and how many are we listing and how much does that mean coming in so it's a cash crunch a cash crunch and uh payroll i'm putting it through today it'll uh, go through on friday and the money is there so maybe the point is that you kind of enlightened me about philip this whole new world of thinking is of having that money possibly saved in advance. Which is easy to say, <laughs> but it's difficult to do because, I don't know, if there's money in the bank, you think, well, oh, I could I could bid on that or I could buy this particular lot or, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to have uh, cash sitting around. Um, and obviously corporations have armies of people that just do nothing all day apart from, you know, treasury functions, figure out what, what's going to go out the door when and make sure there's enough money in the bank that they don't miss the dividend payment or payroll or whatever it is they have to do. Yeah. So I guess your sort of small business with your army of people is turning into a larger enterprise with all the associated issues, right? It is. And I'm finding that for myself, I'm like, what have I accomplished? I've like accomplished nothing. But actually what I've accomplished is getting five people to the utmost of productivity and by being there with them now i'll just hand along a hint if anyone's interested in this model but um or pass along an idea is that i'm only scheduling them when i am right there because then i can optimize their time and i'm doing mm -hmm. it at every mm -hmm. moment mm -hmm. i'm um so we can determine what's worth um, selling, I'm honing in their research skills, even with eBay's more 
difficult kind of search um, automatic features, I'm really helping them to hone in on uh, finding the sell-through rate and what it's going to sell for mm -hmm. to see what it's worth, but also deciding at the moment what each one of them should list based on um, how well it will sell and what their particular skills are. Some of them love taking pictures. Some love listing. And it's mm -hmm. all for funny different reasons. But when you're listing, you don't have to get up as much. Um, right. When you're taking the pictures, you don't have to think as much. And so mm -hmm. some prefer one, others prefer the other. I also have someone um, promoted to doing the shipping three days a week and i'm in heaven with that um right and he he's got it down he's doing great i i don't even want to tell you how old he is am i allowed to say you want to know uh, yes uh, you've teased it now okay he's not he's not 15 yet okay and this this guy is going to be well he already is an entrepreneur because he's the one with the snow blowing mm -hmm. and lawn mowing business but um so it's a lot of fun it's very exciting a little bit nerve-wracking so just to come back to the cash crunch thing, uh, you've learned what, what advice do you think you have for people that have a lumpy approach to the supply of labor, maybe list a whole bunch of stuff and then maybe you have to wait for items to sell, you to get paid, et cetera, et cetera. Is there something that um, uh, you, you could recommend in terms of how to, how to avoid sleepless nights? Well, it's kind of out of my personality, mm -hmm. but... Um, I would say that what you've just suggested is a good idea um, to have the cash flow available plan for what you want to do with um, labor and hiring and save for it. And then, um, and, but I'm going to give one other piece of advice. If you're unable to do that and you're like me, then do at least what I am doing is at the end of each day, calculate exactly what your expenses were, mm -hmm. what that payroll cost you that day. Mm -hmm. I have a spreadsheet for this. And then I also have a spreadsheet for how much profit did we list in that day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is this calculating out and working? Like the re have a reality check at the end of each day. Well, this is the old business thing, isn't it? The the profit and cash are totally separate things, and no business ever failed for lack of profit. It always fails for lack of cash. Right. And uh, with eBay, it's hard to manage the cash because you have you have no idea when stuff is going to sell. Because I don't know whether right. I think all of us have some kind of cyclical view as to how stuff sells on eBay. I mean, it seems to me you have three good weeks and three bad weeks, or something like that. But it could be two bad months. I've had that happen before. Yeah. Um, and luckily, it's just me, and you know, I can I can tailor my expenditure. Um, just not go to Applebee's quite so much uh, <laughs> to to according to how much I'm selling. So um, I'm lucky. But if I'm if I've taken people on and I've hired them and I need to pay them, that's obviously a, a more of a challenge. So I, I think in general, it, it's not a bad idea to have yourself a little bit of a cash buffer. And I know how hard that is sometimes to save up, but you just don't know when your next slow period is going to be and how long it's going to be on eBay. It will pick up. You will sell stuff. Over the year, the numbers will be what you expect, but it does go up and down a lot according to the vagaries of the, the search and best match system. Yeah, true. And also just what people are doing. May was slow for me, and mm -hmm. it seems that this year 
many people, their kids were graduating in May instead of June. And that is when I noticed the slowdown. Usually for me, it's in June. This time it was in May. Right before I hired all those people. And if you have a particular skill in this area, maybe you've figured out how, as a small business, it's uh, possible to manage your your cash flow and predict things and what kind of assumptions you use, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, You can get in touch uh, through the website. That's www.sellsellsell.online. That's uh, sellsellsell.online to get in touch with us if you're something of an expert on uh, managing cash flow for an eBay business or in anything else that you think you could talk about we'd love to have you on and uh, Sherry any particular events coming up in the next uh, week or so well our Q2 shipping supplies coupon Ah. expires at the end of June so go spend it I spent it the day that it became available which I will do on July 1st when our next one is ready and of course we have to say it's not free really it's just you're paying for it so you might as well get it and uh, use it yeah. And that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. As they say, well, there's our music. Time for us to get out of here. So this is Philip Jackson saying thanks ever so much indeed for joining us. Hope you will join us again next time for more news and views about selling on eBay. Thanks for listening and have a great week. <laughs>